Children are natural Zen masters. Their world is brand new in each and every moment. John Bradshaw. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Earth Body, the podcast all about spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism. And I like speaking about all of these because they are all so deeply connected. I am super stoked to be on today. I have an awesome interview coming your way. Um, but before I get into that, I just wanted to briefly introduce myself for those of you who are on for the first time. My name is Maya Carl. I'm a holistic health coach, meditation teacher, and public speaking coach. I will give you more details about that after the interview, but I just wanted to give you a brief on who I am. This is one of my favorite platforms, and I love interviewing healers and people who are doing amazing work in the worlds of spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism. And so today I have on Katie Steckler. She is a colleague, she is a friend, she is an incredible innovator, a powerhouse of a woman, um, has done so much just in the past year alone that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm sure there's even more in the works that I haven't heard about. Um, but she's been a great person and a great resource for my own business and to just bounce things off of. And the amazing work that she's doing is around yoga and meditation and specifically children. And I'm really, really excited to get into this because this is not something that I've touched on. Being a meditation teacher, I really love teaching people, but I haven't really engaged with children. And I think that it's so incredibly important to educate our youth about this kind of mindfulness practice for their own well-being and for the general well-being of the world. So I would love to welcome you, Katie. Hi. Hi. Thank, you <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I'm so I'm so excited to talk about this. So in the past year, I believe last August, you said, yes. um, Katie officially opened her brick and mortar business, Peace in Piermont. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me how that idea came to be, why you wanted to do this. Like, talk to me. <laughs> so Peace in Paramount came about, I used to teach um, public school special ed. I taught um, in various settings for a few years, um, for probably five years, and I loved it uh, and stumbled across some challenges with Common Core and being a special ed teacher, the lack of time and freedom there was to really teach kids social and emotional skills that they mm. needed to um, to self-regulate their emotions and deal with challenging moments where, you know, with their special needs, there were a lot of those moments in Absolutely, school, right? Yeah. So and we were so limited with, with the amount of time we had to teach yoga and or just coping mechanisms to them. So I did a career change and slowly found myself in my own yoga practice and I wound up doing a yoga teacher training and just immersed myself in it and started teaching from home um I started teaching kids again from home and just absolutely loved it and it just spiraled into needing more space I was once a week or actually three <laughs> times a week I was moving the furniture um from our living room into our kitchen to make space for it and I did my classes were filling out um filling up and so yeah so I finally found the right space last August and since then I've been teaching now I teach adults and families too um, teach yoga mindfulness meditation and I offer a camp that gives the perfect opportunity because since they're here for an extended period of time there are so many teachable moments throughout the day where we're able to really in an organic way reinforce 
how to use the strategies we're teaching whenever conflict arises or a challenging moment arises, whether it's in the studio or we go to the park or the library. Um, so, so yeah, we're spreading the message and uh, it's the pilot for a lot of my writing and inspiration for books and things like that as well. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm actually, we were actually sitting in her space today in Piermont, New York, and it is so beautiful, so Thank comfortable, you. so warm and peaceful, and it's just it's just amazing how this all has come together. I remember just a year ago, I was saying we we were like you were talking about finding this space, and you know it just felt like an idea, and it's all happened so quickly. And it did. Yeah. Yeah, it came to mind, and I, um, my partner, we have two kids, and we we're transitioning the kids from private to public school. And so we had just met literally in the park, this group of people that were so kind and they added us to a Facebook group. And um, when I decided to start teaching, I kind of just put a feeler out there to see if anyone would be interested in coming to my home for these classes. And they filled up very quickly within like two days. And yeah, there's just a need for it. And I think as much as we're connected, we're connected in all these different um, platforms, mm -hmm. there's also that yearning and need to disconnect, right? So we can connect within. Absolutely. And I think it's awesome that so many parents are recognizing that and are bringing their kids to learn and teach their kids that at such a young age. Because as we know, you know, when we get older, we have all this programming and all these patterns so deeply ingrained and it gets harder to detach and change those behaviors. Mm -hmm. So the earlier the kids come and learn those things, you know, I teach two-year-olds how to meditate. And it's oh the most God. magical thing. <laughs> That's so beautiful. It really is. And I, a lot of it is expectation too, you know, believing right. in it, mm -hmm. believing that these kids can do it and not, not um, just assuming since they're young or impulsive or energetic that they can't, uh, foster a practice, both of yoga and meditation. Totally, totally. And totally. You just answered my next question, which was, why do you think it's so important for kids to Yeah, <laughs> kids I mean, I think that? in the age of social media, yeah. uh, more younger kids are on there now. And also video games are so incredibly popular. Um, so yeah, so there's just such a strong need to understand that when you're feeling a type of way whether it's after playing a lot of video games or just being stressed out in school to kind of identify that feeling and know okay I need to sit down and meditate mm -hmm. I need to kind of work this through my body and do some yoga because I know from doing these classes that we hold emotion certain parts of our body and so passing along that wisdom at such a young age has been incredible to see um now I've been teaching for about a year and a half and a lot of the same kids have been coming. So it's been pretty incredible to see them progress and, and grow their own practice. That's so cool. What kind of, have you noticed any like specific differences between like with the kids that have been coming for a long time? Oh yeah, for sure. So I've sorry noticed... about the siren in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so I've noticed a huge difference in their attention span, in their impulsivity and in, in their, manner their their strategies to control mm -hmm. that um there's so many kids that come they're so motivated just to teach i use that as as the main motivator right mm -hmm. so if you're doing the right thing if you're following along i bring them to the front of the room and i have them teach with me and oh my gosh kids That's that so really good. struggle to focus for like 
30 seconds at a time, they right. are pulling it together because they're so proud and excited to you know, share what they know, whether they are parents are watching at the end of a class or their friends, peers. Um, I've learned that even when kids aren't listening, particularly the younger ones, mm-hmm. um, to just just as I did in my classroom, just to not even acknowledge, you know, undesired behavior, mm. to just continue teaching, keep teaching through it. And it's pretty miraculous what happens. Those kids always come around. They're always listening, even when we think they're not, right? For sure, for sure. Rather than yelling at them, you're just like, all right, well, you'll you'll pay attention when, you, when you're ready. Right, exactly. <laughs> I never force it. And because of that, it's it's really fostered a beautiful desire for them to, to learn because they see all their peers. Well, they're not acting right, this way. Right. So why am I running around or why am I talking over her? Why am I talking over my friend? It's just a really natural way for them to realize. And then they, I've had a lot of feedback from parents that it, it does carry over into home. That's I mean, that's probably why the parents keep bringing it back, right? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I started a couple months ago doing family yoga, and that's been huge because then parents are able to hear the language that I use mm. and firsthand see the tools and the strategies. And then for continuity, it's much more seamless because then we're both speaking the same language. That's fantastic, and I'm sure that that has proven to be big in your comparison to when you were working with special ed kids is that a lot of the parents don't have the education and like the the language and the tools to help their kids once they get home so there isn't that continuity so you're really able to provide that which is incredible right exactly that's so cool that's so cool I think it's really interesting that you brought up the social media age and video games and things like that because that in turn leads a lot of kids to be going outside less you know just talking less having less like interpersonal connection and those kinds of things are really what help kids process and heal and and you know just be more focused and I don't want to say better people but like more present absolutely and and it sounds like this kind of practice at especially at such a young age I think it's amazing that you teach two-year-olds I like I wanted to come in and just watch the class yeah it's incredible anytime <laughs> Sunday morning oh it's, like- it really is I have so many people stop by and at first when I first started teaching I'd close the curtains because you know you have these beautiful bay windows and it's right on the main street right so people stop and just want to know what's going on and so many people would stop and stare so I'd close the curtains because I didn't want to dis- distract them but then I realized um I wanted them to have that distraction because I wanted to teach them how to focus mm. despite it. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible that they're able to, but people are enamored with the fact that they can sustain, you know, we start with one minute and then my, usually around like seven or eight, we're, we're doing three or four minutes. Wow. And sometimes longer. Sometimes the younger kids will say, can we do that again? You know, they feel really, they feel the benefit of it immediately mm-hmm. once they really settle into it. Oh, they don't want to so stop. Good. We set a timer, so that's how they know. And I have a, a you know, basic script of what I say. So it it's um, routine for them. They know mm-hmm. what to expect. Um, but a lot of them, yeah, they ask to do it for longer. Or oh it, when I do camp here, I'll split the group into two ages. And then whenever one group is done, I'll always invite when we're meditating for the second with the second group I'll invite the first group back and a lot of times they'll come back they'll they'll want to do it again with the younger kids it's really cool that is so cool they're just they're so not jaded by like anything that they're really able to absorb all of the benefits that I think like you were saying before 
we, when we're older, we have these patterns and these traumas and all these things that, you know, we're working through during meditation essentially, right. but they're kind of just this, like I, the quote that I used in the beginning, like every moment is kind of new for them. 100%. And I think kids are just naturally so much more connected. Yeah. Right? They're not as deeply ingrained and programmed as we are, but you know, as, as they get older and as we get older, we have all of these connotations with meditation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not having a certain type of experience, seeing right. a certain color, if you're not levitating, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, are you yeah. even meditating, right? right. But it's, it doesn't need to be that complicated. So that's why I teach the way I teach here. And that's why I feel so compelled to write these books because it's so accessible to anyone. It really is. You can is. breathe, you can meditate. <laughs> totally. And even if you don't notice a difference right away, that's okay. We have this harsh tendency of judging ourselves. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're so hard on ourselves. So if we can practice the same thing that I'm teaching these children and just trust and breathe into challenging moments, and like I tell the kids, breathing is our superpower as humans. Mm. Meditation is our superpower. It changes our brain, it changes our anatomy, it changes everything. Um, the world would just be much happier in a peaceful place, right? It really would. It really would. And, and I'm sure that you've seen articles coming out more about this recently, but a lot more schools around the country are implementing meditation and curriculum and things like that. And like, that's huge. For sure. That's definitely a big goal of mine. Is, and that's why I'm working on the books is to, to complement that curriculum. It right. is so crucial and important for it to be accessible to everyone. Yeah, totally. Totally. I... A lot of the students that I have in my meditation classes are beginners, and I always like to say, like, like if you don't, if your mind starts going somewhere else, like, don't judge yourself. Right. You're still here. You still showed up. You're still, you know, trying to sit still. And and even if you know, even if you don't sit still, even if you have to move, it's not wrong. Right. You know, this is not the space for you to be beating yourself up. Like, no. you can do that anywhere else you need right. to, but here is where is where you really it's like a safe space. Absolutely, absolutely. So you started talking about your books. Ah, uh, yes. So let me hear a little bit about those. I got to get a little sneak peek. Katie is writing some children's books to yes. make it very accessible and inclusive, which I love that yeah, with that the illustrations. Yeah, that was the most important thing about the illustrations yeah. uh, for me and my partner, my creative partner, Sarah. Um, so how I teach kids meditation is meditation is giving our brains a bath. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it rinses out. I personally had a very hard time with meditation. I went from not meditating to immersing myself in a silent retreat for 10 days. Woo! It was quite the experience. I went from not meditating to meditating for like 12 to 14 hours a day. But a visualization that came to me as I was doing it that really helped me feel calm and settled in my practice was really the visualization of water running down my brain and really like taking with it like all mm. this junk that was not serving me. Self-doubt, judgment, anger, fear, you know, anxiety. There's so much of it. Uh, so how I teach meditations to kids and adults, to everyone, is we're giving our brains a bath, we're getting rid of that. And the best part is all we need to do is breathe and trust that with every out breath, we're letting go more and more of all that oh, that's stuff. Such a good visualization and that's so accessible for everyone. And like you were saying before, like the colors and things, like yeah. you can really get into it with visualizations like right. the lights and the things like that, but that's really simple. It's very, that's the goal. So the book is called Let's Sit Down and Meditate, the first book. So Give Your Brain a Bath will be a series and each book will touch on a different component of either meditation, yoga, mindfulness, mindful living, um, conscious living, if you will. 
And the first book is, it just breaks it down very simply. Like we all as humans, we all have these difficult and challenging moments. You know, you're not alone in them. Here's what you can do. We all have this. It's accessible to any of us. And it just goes step by step on how, you know, you can sit cross-legged with bent knees. Um, Just... If you find your mind wandering, remember to breathe. It's rhyming. It's very Dr. Yes. Susie. No, I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Um, it's so interesting. I never set out to, to write children's books or like poetry or anything like it, but it just came to me. I was actually doing a blog on it this morning where this book came out of me in like 20 minutes last fall. And it wasn't that it was this impromptu project. I'd been thinking about it for months right. and really curtailing my classes here at the studio. Every class I would fine-tune it as I ask the questions at the end, you know, why do we meditate? How do we meditate? And, and I would hear them recite what and hear what resonated the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the book just walks you through the process and like why we meditate, why it's important to respond rather than react mm-hmm. and just just trusting that you'll feel better and starting out with a minute and growing and just knowing that it will bring out the best side in you that's the most important thing meditation helps us to connect and and really like welcome ourselves back to ourselves welcome ourselves home home. (laughs) it's like a variation of Ram Dass's quote where you know we're all just walking each other home and ourselves I didn't even think of that but yes 100% I love the illustrations Sarah did for that page they're so beautiful she's so brilliant they're so beautiful I I would highly recommend anyone who is involved in any kind of school or any kind of children's program programming to check that out and you're saying it's getting published Thank next you. month yeah so we're pre will be available for pre-order when the podcast comes out um and we're also putting together a lot of resources for parents and for teachers so if you go to our website giveyourbrainabath.com there will be a lot of enrichment activities i will put all this in the show notes by the way yeah so there <laughs> will be like a reflection on, on meditation some vocabulary um i love the um this is really cool, right? <laughs> that was Sarah's idea. Sarah comes up with these ideas, and we're she's the best partner I could ask for. So it's just having that is the world of the difference. That's awesome. She's the genius that brought my logo to life, and it's. I'm awesome. sure you know, you know, women supporting women. It's everything. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, it's hard. You know, we we're both, saving the world. We're saving the world <laughs> by empowering each other. We're empowering other. Other women, encouraging other women. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. So so give your brain a bath is like the overarching Yeah. That's thing. The, that'll be the series of books. Okay, okay. And and the let's sit down and meditate is number one. Number one, yeah, that's the beginner's guide to it. Why we meditate and how we meditate. And then in the horizon is um, a book about visualizations, a book, so if you're having trouble, just kind of p- pivoting, right? Because mm-hmm. there's not a one-size-fits-all to self-care. Right. Something that resonates with you, I may not at all resonate with. So it's so important, as you know, to just keep trying and see what works best for you and your body and your lifestyle. So the goal is to provide a lot of different options and a lot of different ideas for people. Mm-hmm. Um, different types of meditation will be coming soon. So just there's a lot of options. And if it, if it doesn't work with your you or your child or your family, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. 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 It's, it's just, just not your... It's just not your cup of tea. Yeah. So we're going to provide lots of different kinds of tea for people to choose from. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs as many tools in their tool belt 100%. as they can to, to lead a more present, mindful life. And it's... I think it's... 
awesome because it's really coming more into the mainstream. I'm sure that you've seen over the past couple decades, even just yoga becoming a more popular thing. There's at least one studio, you know, in every town. Yeah, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And, but I have yet to see, you know, places like yours that really are kid focused for the most part. I know that you offer classes for, and, and core classes and yeah. boot camps and things like that for, for all ages, but it's, I, I haven't, I don't, haven't seen anything in the it's county really that's like It's really exciting. This. And yeah. it, it's interesting, too, because like the three- to five-year plan has been for expansion, right, to have other locations, the city right. and the Hamptons. So I actually approached the Smith to franchise and have a second location. So it's what? very exciting. But it goes to show, right, the need for it and the right. desire for people to have this in their community. Right. It's everything. I can't tell you at classes, it's so much more than mindfulness and meditation. Just when you provide a sacred space for people, so many people who have moved to the community, this has kind of been a second home to them in a place mm. where they've met other families and other kids and, you know, arranged play dates and have had the studio or me as a resource to, you know, integrate. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really difficult time for oh, yeah. a family, especially a family with kids and younger kids, because it's a very big change. So it's really cool to host and foster that for, for people. Right. And I'm sure that people who are bringing their children to the space are like a certain kind of person right. and it brings together those like-minded people so they can connect and, and that, that yeah, yeah. That in the business right That's, oh yeah i'm very excited for that and so katie does a lot of other things with her space including what we have this evening which is a is it a strictly women's business it's, circle? Not, it's, just, it's, it's just wound up that way yeah um it's not it's open to any gender um but it's a business circle i love as you know, I love working with other people. I love collaborating, cross-marketing, promoting. It's so important as a small business, right, mm -hmm. to utilize any type of connection, especially when it's, like you were just saying, like-minded, right? It's a, right? It's kind of a, a niche group that mm -hmm. finds a space or people. Totally, totally. And I'm sure a lot of the businesses are pretty holistic. And I mean, I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see who comes in. But Right. It's been interesting. It's been similar to a women's circle in that I've noticed that also at women's circles, people always show up who are supposed to meet. It's very serendipitous. Right. Very synchronistic. You know, there have been so many people. Some months, there's been two people. Some months, there's, there's been eight people. And always people that are meant to meet and somehow um, work together at whatever capacity. It's, it's really magical. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it'll be cool. Fantastic. So I will make sure that I provide all the information so that you can find this wonderful space and connect with Katie because she is an incredible woman um, and also has, want to talk about really quick about the goddess circle or yeah, the goddess sure. party? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's been working out to be like every other month I host a goddess party. Boop, boop. Working with women has been really important to me. Uh, I struggled with that a lot of my life, connecting with other women. I went through a lot of trauma as a child and a young adult and something I went through in my late 20s led me to understand and have deep gratitude for women and our connection and the importance of, of that, of mm -hmm. sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And as I was saying before, it's so magical meeting people in that type of setting, whether it's a women's circle or a goddess party, um, because people always show up for a reason that someone's going through something and they're there's some sort of either professional who specializes in that 
and or someone who has been through it as well who can relate and or give some sort of helpful wisdom or feedback, right? Right. Um, yeah, so I've done a ton of trainings and different classes and I just love it. It's a really important part of who I am. I learn so much about myself. Uh, it's less about leading it and more about just facilitating it and again, like hosting that space. Like yeah, holding sacred space. space. Holding space yeah. is everything. Yeah. Just really listening, yeah. For sure. Well, check her out. Again, I will provide all the information so you can come to the goddess party, yeah. check out the classes, all that good stuff. Is there anything else that you want to share about the space, about kids and meditation and yoga, about your books, anything else that you can think of? No, nothing I can think of. Just if anyone's interested, you can follow along our journey. We're really excited to, awesome. like, to birth you know, this first book. Totally. Is Give Your Brain a Bath is the website active already? Give Your Brain a Bath will be active by the time this podcast <laughs> Fantastic. It's really good, motivating right now. I have to do it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. So by the time you all are hearing this, you can check out the website. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Thank well, thank you so, you so much. much. Thank, thank you so much for having me. It's so you. good. It's so good. So thank you all so much for tuning in. It has been such a pleasure. I hope that you get to connect with Katie. She is truly a force to be reckoned with. and But also at the same time, is just the softest, sweetest person ever. Um, and again, I just wanted to mention, I mentioned in earlier podcasts, but um, my online group coaching program, Eat Freely, is officially open for registration. Um, it is a three-month online group coaching program that is all about creating a healthy, sustainable, loving relationship with food and your body. Um, it involves group coaching as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching and lots of really amazing people who are struggling and also wanting to succeed in the same ways that you are. So if you have any questions about that or any questions about anything that we talked about on this podcast, podcast, podcast <laughs> please feel free to reach out. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day, week, year, life.